Talking with Girlfriends is our outlet. It's our therapy, our entertainment, and our education. Co-hosts Madness Shete Jones and Tennille Daniels explore how to make life better by doing it together. Join in as we dish on friendship, family, food, faith, and fearlessness. You're now listening to the Love Madden Podcast. Hey girl, hey. hey, back like we never left, how's it going? I know y'all be rocking to that intro music. I do, it's a little bit of a bop, mm-hmm. it's like a little R&B smooth situation. <laughs> you, y'all heard her say bop, she's trying to be cool. No, I'm not trying to be cool, I am cool. Every time I say something cool, Tennille thinks that I got it from someone else. I do because she said something the other day in a um, text, and I was like, "Dig it, Carrie, someone that's younger, obviously, teach you that? Because otherwise, said, I feel like a grandma." And I said, "No, I just know this from just social media." Girl, no, she did not say social media. She what? said people say it. people I talk to. Oh, like people other than is. you. Okay. It is people I talk to. <laughs> I was like, oh. Actually, me. you guys can be the judge. Have you heard people saying lately, like, I hate it here? Mm-hmm. Yes, y'all have. Make sure y'all head over to the <laughs> socials and yeah. let us know. Let us know. People say, I hate it here. It's ghetto here. But okay, let, let's put it in context. Ooh, chow, the ghetto. I, okay, let's we put were it in group. context. Okay, because we I don't want people to ch- say it's ghetto here. I hate it here, <laughs> and be thinking like it's a physical place or whatever. So. We were in a group chat, and they're not going to think it's a physical place because they know exactly what I'm talking about. You be the judge. All right, we were in a group chat that we have with our line sisters, and we couldn't get it together on something per usual. It was a date, scheduling a date that we're supposed to get together that got bumped 50 bajillion times. And I said, I hate it here. And Tanil was like, you hate it in this chat? (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, no, I hate it where we are. Like, how do we get here back to this situation that our date is not I had to send over the grandma emoji because But nobody else in the chat backed me up. So I was like, hmm, maybe they don't know what I'm talking about. Hmm. So yeah, guys, let us know. At Love Madden engage with us i'm gonna post this in the stories and see um does anybody else know what i'm talking about when i say i hate it here my followers gonna know because that's why who i got it from so they're cool like me (laughs) okay all right so what have you been up to t dance i have been trying to get my life right Mm -hmm. um but one thing that i have been loving over the past um, week or so is this new blog that one of my friends put out called the bougie betty Mm. and it's a lifestyle blog basically where style and grace meet and y'all know well y'all probably don't know but People have called me bougie in the past, mm, but they know. I love a good bougie experience, a good bougie restaurant, <laughs> whatever it is. A, bu- a good bougie craft cocktail. Yes. Anything bougie, sign me up. And so um, this blog has a plethora of all things bougie. Mm. So from products to restaurants to places to go when you're out of town in different cities. So um, it's 
by one of my good friends, Chanel, and mm. I'm just loving it. So oh, I love that. If you all um, have a chance, go check out The Bougie Betty. The Bougie Betty. Perfect. I'm going to check it out because yes. I hadn't heard of it. Mm-hmm. And I, I tend to dabble in some bougie experiences. Yeah. Well, so. I, got, I got her into the bougie <laughs> she experiences. She She's pulled me into the bourgeois class. Yeah. Um, what am I loving right now? So I just wrapped up reading Dear Girls by Ali Wong. Oh. Um, yeah. She is a um, comedian. Um, um, she writes for, and writer, okay. uh, Fresh Off the Boat. Oh, uh-huh. And she has a couple stand-ups on um, Netflix. So okay. she's Asian-American. Uh, her mom's Vietnamese and her dad is Chinese, I think. So she was just writing, you know, about her experiences. She wrote these series of letters to her two daughters. So it's mm. called Dear Girls. Um, and just her experience as like a woman, a woman of color, a okay. minority, a comedian, a mom. Love it. Um, and like a first generation, well, not first generation. I think her mom was an immigrant and her dad was like second second generation or whatever. Okay. But just like having immigrant parents, parents which I right. can totally relate to as well. So um, I thought it was cute. I thought it was funny. One of my mm. girlfriends recommended it to me. Um, my favorite part was actually the afterword by her husband. Oh. Um, I really enjoyed hearing his perspective. So Ali Wong is raunchy like I don't even know oh. another way to put it like like Margaret Cho girl, ra- like she said in her stand-up she would like turn around and pull her pants down and moon the audience and they could see like her pubes like that kind of like <laughs> raunchy. I was when I was listening to Audible I was like oh god <laughs> okay so the things she's sharing with her daughters I'm like is this for your daughters for real this is crazy um but I guess that's what makes it funny. funny. Like that's her mm-hmm. style, um, and I thought it was cool. I thought it was to have the confidence to child. do but that. So her husband, so her husband is not, and okay. so he talked in the afterward about how he loves the whole her, how he thinks mm. she's hilarious, um, but how sometimes when she'll like test comedy I guess about like him or their family or their sex life he had to like set those boundaries Boundaries. into place so he's Mm -hmm. like you know I love you and who you are but also that's not me Mm -hmm. um so I thought that part was really interesting but there were there were a lot of parts that I um found relatable and some that I didn't find relatable but that I learned a lot from so I think that's one culture that I just haven't been exposed to a lot like Asian American culture Mm -hmm. she's um her husband's from DC but she's from like San Francisco of course west coast area um where it's like more heavy Chinese American Mm -hmm. population so it was just like I opening for me like oh that's interesting that's cool you know so i enjoyed it love it so you get a chance pick dear up dear girls. girls yes all right we're going to dig into um our table talk for this episode this is episode two um first episode was love madden yes and today's episode is love me love we're me. talking self-care mm-hmm. self-worth mm-hmm. and self-confidence that's right so as we kick off maddie define what self-love looks like to you um to me it looks like taking the time to prioritize Mm. myself Mm -hmm. Um, my goals my health my sleep um you know my fitness my nutrition Mm -hmm. my breathing time my quiet time Um, I think self-love to me just looks like time time is probably the one commodity that I have the most difficulty best managing got it um and it'll just slip away and I'll Mm -hmm. look up and it's nighttime and I'm tired and I'm trying to do all the things for myself in a small window Window. at Mm -hmm. night after you know bedtime family's asleep whatever and I need to be sleeping and then that's the time that I have to take care of myself and I'm like this doesn't look like Mm self-love so for me self-love is equated to just prioritizing my time for myself 
that's what it's turned in um, to for me as well. Mm-hmm. I think prioritization is very important. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually struggle with putting myself first. I am, I think, a giver by nature. So I will um, do everything for, for everyone everybody. else and mm-hmm. then, um, you know, put myself last. And yeah. if I have energy, time, money, resources to put back into myself, then I will do it. But it's not a forethought you know it's always an afterthought so it's definitely something that I'm trying to work on Mm -hmm. is you know putting myself making myself at the top of the list and then you know everyone else gets the 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 scraps not scraps I don't want to say it like that but but like the balance yeah I just want to balance that out a little bit more putting myself at the top of the list like even saying it sounds so cringy like I feel like oh my gosh and some people think you know yeah selfish selfish, right but it is it's not and we we I know that in theory Mm -hmm. but in practice it sounds like like if I were like oh I'm putting myself first Mm -hmm. you know and my family needs dinner or whatever and I'm like I'm putting myself first it just seems like it's yeah. not right but there has to there, there has to be a way to take care of yourself before you can take care of others otherwise right. there's no self left to be there for anyone and you know we've been involved in this work for a very Years. long time mm-hmm. where we have been um, encouraging women to pour into themselves first and um, still to give from the overflow and yeah, that's what I was about to say. Like yep. it is a work in progress and you have to commit yourself to it daily yeah. um, because it's so easy to kind of fall back into not putting yourself at the top of the list. The other day, my mom had asked me to help her with something and I had a meeting and my meeting ran over and I'm mm-hmm. texting her like, okay, well, my time's shifted and, da, 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 and I was, you know, doing all this stuff. And then by the time I got to her, I was just like, not annoyed, but just kind of like flustered, like, mm-hmm. all right, whatever. And she was like... If you didn't have time to do this today, you could have just, you said, just said so. Mm-hmm. You know, it's fine. I love your mama because my mama wouldn't have said that. She'd be like, you got time to do things for everybody else, but you can't do nothing with your mama. Well, my mom has those moments too, but um, she showed me a little grace and I was I thinking to it. myself, wow, I guess I could have, you know, mm-hmm. instead of trying, I guess I could have just communicated like, I, I not today, mm-hmm. you know. And even if she did say those mom guilt trip things, like you're trying to just she'd have been all right and I'd have been all right and it would have been all right so that was just a lesson like I'm falling back into these old ways like I'm Mm -hmm. preaching like oh fill up your cup and you know give from your overflow Mm -hmm. but then in practice I'm slipping back but backsliding Mm. yeah it's easy to backslide it's kind of like when they talk about um what's the best way to save money and mm-hmm. they talk about you pay know, yourself pay first. yourself first. If you try to pay all your bills and shop and do whatever, ain't gonna be nothing left. Yeah, it's gonna be seventy nine cent left. You know, that's true. yeah, because you were at Chick fil A and Chipotle, and well, that's where my money goes. Grab, <laughs> grabbing, <laughs> grabbing snacks all your life, and then you got nothing mm. left. So I pay yourself first with your time too. I love it. Yeah. All right, let's dig in. So let's talk a little bit about how self-love is shown through self-care and self-compassion and what the difference between the two is. I think it's kind of, um, it's nuanced Mm -hmm. a little bit and we talk and we see and we hear about self-care all the time and Mm -hmm. it's associated, I think at a very basic level with like manicures, pedicures, you know, whatever. And then we see other things that are like, oh, this is self-care too. You know, saying no is Mm self-care too, um, which is great. I think people are moving beyond sort of the physical Mm -hmm. to get deeper. Um, But what is self-compassion? Because I think that that is less of a buzzword, but probably Mm -hmm. more important. So to me, self-compassion is showing myself 
the same kindness and the same grace that I would extend to others. Um, so not being overly critical of myself and my actions, um, still holding myself accountable, mm-hmm. but not, you know, taking it to the extreme. Um, and yeah, and just offering myself the grace and, and kindness because um, there's a voice in, in my head and I'm sure in many other mm-hmm. um, abuse heads as well that will try to tear you down. That negative self-talk. That negative self-talk. Yeah. And so you have to combat that with... Um, self-compassion so that's how I look at it so I read somewhere probably a meme on Instagram I act like I'm reading a white paper somewhere a Harvard study no this is probably Probably one of these intentional parenting things Mm -hmm. but it says that your um, voice becomes your your voice to your child becomes Mm. their inner voice as an adult so that is the truth I started thinking like is my inner voice my mom and dad I think it is it is my, and I love her to death. She's probably not going to listen to this podcast, but I want y'all to know that I do love my mom. We, yeah, she does. But, and um, I do too. She, <laughs> she is very, very critical. Mm-hmm. Like she will, you could walk in the room and before she says hello, she is like sizing you up, okay, <laughs> to tell you the one thing that is wrong. So I actually saw my mother today um, and she looked on my sweatshirt and saw like a piece of lint and was like get that off of you before she said hello the again tangent but i think that's very true no i think it is yeah i think it's true and i don't think that's unique to your mom mm-hmm. so i don't even think you have to preface it with you love her i mean i same thing i was facetiming with my mom when i was feeding the baby dinner and she's like why is she just eating off the tray doesn't she have a plate do i need to get her a plate with the suction cup and she has a plate we just mm-hmm. doing a little bit of finger snacks on this tray right. it's fine but again hello how are you mm-hmm. How how's your day going right. you know so she jumped right into that like critical mode mm-hmm. um which I think it's it's okay. It is what mm-hmm. it is. But how do we learn from that? Because then does that perpetuate itself as us being critical, which some of that is good. Because mm-hmm. as my mother always says, I'm your mom. And if I don't tell you, who's no, going to tell exactly. you? No, no one's one going to tell you, right? Mm-hmm. So I get it. But does that translate into us becoming overly critical mm-hmm. of ourselves? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there is kind of a fine line there. So yeah, I totally agree with your definition of self-compassion about being Jesus grace and positive self-talk for sure. Yeah. So, um, we've talked about self-care and self-compassion. Now let's kind of dive into self-worth and self-confidence. So we want to tie those concepts all together, mm-hmm. um, and really just speak to how we show up for ourselves. So, um, can you talk a little bit about how you see self-worth and self-confidence kind of Um, diving into or kind of merging with self-love? Yeah, I think when you talk about self-love, you're talking about love in the context of a relationship. Mm -hmm. So it's about what is your relationship with yourself? Mm -hmm. Um, So even though you're just like one sole entity, there is still, you know, like we said, that internal voice, you know, that talk. Um, impacts how you feel about yourself. So just like the voice of our parents or maybe a significant other or maybe a friend or a frenemy or a bully or whatever um, impacts how we feel about ourselves, so do the things that we say to ourselves. And so I think um, the more self-care and self-compassion we show ourselves, we can kind of fill up our self-love tank. If you, mm-hmm. you know, know about this concept of like, you know, filling up your love tank, mm-hmm. I think that'll uh, manifest itself as higher self-worth. And when we value ourselves more, 
Um, mm-hmm. Then that shows up as, as more confidence. I think there are times where we see people that have a lot of bravado and we think it's confidence mm-hmm. um, and it's not. It's something else. I don't right. know quite what it is, but, um, you know, there's not a lot of self-worth there. And mm-hmm. so they kind of overinflate, right? Yeah. But I think when you really have someone who's really just genuinely confident in mm-hmm. who they are and what season they're in, it's because they're taking the time to practice self-love. Yeah. And uh, I, I agree with that. I think that it's also important to... Um, believe in yourself and kind of do things that are going to set yourself up to always um, kind of be in that loving space to yourself. Mm -hmm. So showing up for yourself, um, doing what you say you're going to do for yourself. Um, It's just those things that I think help build confidence and help you kind of gain and sustain that self-love as well. So that was actually my next question for Mm -hmm. you was what are those daily practices um, that help people exercise that muscle, strengthen, mm-hmm. um, just like you need to practice, you know, with physical fitness or, or anything else that you're practicing, mm-hmm. a sport, whatever, um, a skill, you know, our sound engineer here, he's a DJ, so I'm sure mm-hmm. he takes time to practice his sets and stuff. You don't just show up and right. be like, all right, I'm gonna just put this together. So how do we practice um, self-care and self-compassion on a on a daily basis? Yeah, I think for me, it's... Um learning how to talk to myself Mm -hmm. and talking to myself in a positive voice Mm -hmm. versus a negative voice. And when those neg and that, when that negative voice starts to show up combating that, Mm -hmm. um, because you know it. Um, and so just as easy as it is for you to hear it, it's also as easy for you to combat it with something that's a little bit more positive. Mm -hmm. So, um, I think that's something that you can do daily. I also think, um, we talk about gratitude and just mm-hmm. being grateful. And so um, thinking about how you can show yourself grace and be grateful for the things that you bring to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, so often we think about, oh, I'm grateful for my family and my friends. Mm-hmm. And so we do things that are more um, outer. Mm-hmm. But I think you, we can also consider, like, what are we grateful for about ourselves oh, and good. how we showed up in the world today um, versus it that. always being, like, so Someone external. Else. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever really thought about it that way. That is... That's really good. What am I grateful for about myself? Mm-hmm. Um, I will also say the strategy that you shared around the positive self-talk piece or kind of combating, it was like a, it was like um, if we were playing defense. But mm-hmm. I think we also need to be able to play offense. That's like, true. How can we be proactive Active. about actively sharing positive self-talk? So mm-hmm. I think I've shared this before, but I'll share it again. I speak affirmations to myself mm-hmm, out loud mm-hmm. in the mirror. Um, and it, you know, probably looks a little like crazy, but I'll, it's just you in the mirror. It's okay. It's just me in the mirror and whoever's around. I don't sure. care. I'm like, girl, yes, you about to kill it. This day is about to be good. Slay your day. Looking good. Yeah. I brush my teeth. I smile at myself when I brush them. Mm. Like, oh, we going to lay these edges. Kill them. Do my brows. Give myself a She's looking at me like I'm crazy. That's what I said. And I don't care. This is how I start my day. And I feel like it it shows up when I communicate with others That's as true. well. So if I start my day like that, mm-hmm. then I'm not like grumpy mm-hmm. when I'm talking to the other people in my household or when I'm on the road That's or true. when I, you know, step into the office or wherever I'm, you know, working out of for that day. Mm-hmm. So I do try to size myself because it's so easy to be like, oh my gosh, you you know, you look a mess or mm-hmm. look at your hair or look at your this or look at your that, especially for women because right, we constantly right, right. feel like we're being like looked at and evaluated physically. physically uh-huh. So if there's anything that I see that's going right, 
I will slice that joint. To Love no it. End. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, how does that um, sort of journey, that self-love journey, impact uh, how we show up in community or relationship um, with others? Because it, it, how, do, how does it impact how we show up for them? And how does it impact how we internalize our relationship with others? Because the journey, yes, it's a journey for myself, but I'm not doing it by myself. Mm-hmm. So um, it's not just our self-worth and self-confidence is not just tied to our positive self-talk, but it, it also is tied to how we show up in the world. Yeah. And, and, and who is around us? Mm-hmm. Like who are your, I mean, if you have toxicity around you, mm-hmm. then it can impact how, how you feel about yourself. Definitely. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So I don't know. Do you have anything to say about what that looks like in the context of community? Cause that's what love Madden is about, right? Mm-hmm. Like we don't live in silos. We, we want to slay self doubt mm-hmm. and isolation and all of those things. So how do we do that in the context of relationship with others? So, um, how I respond to that question is accountability. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the importance of community is, um, as we're talking about building ourselves up, it's also important to surround ourselves with people who will build us up as well Mm -hmm. and will um, hold us accountable to the things that we say we're going to do. Because again, building that confidence muscle Mm -hmm. is all about, you know, keeping promises to yourself Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, just, just doing what you say you're going to do because every time you, you kind of step outside your comfort zone and try something different, that's also building, um, that confidence muscle as well. So I think it's just really about in the context of community, just being accountable and having someone to say, girl, you did that, Mm -hmm. you know, all of those things or girl, you didn't do that. And you need to kind of step back and reevaluate. And I think honesty goes hand in hand. Like Mm -hmm. if you, you can't be accountable if you're not honest. So Mm -hmm. if you're not sharing the ugly side or the fears or, you know, the things that aren't so pretty, it's not just like, oh girl, I'm about to launch this t-shirt business. Hold me accountable, sis. It's like, okay, also these are the things that I've been feeling or saying to Mm -hmm. myself, like, help me through this right you know yeah even in the context of like comparison because i think um it's easy sometimes to when you're in community to compare yourself to the members of that community Mm -hmm. right um and comparison can be the thief of joy so um you know i think that's one thing that you also have to be cautious of like Mm -hmm. use the community to kind of help you push you in the direction that you want to go into but don't use the community as like a barometer of Mm kind of where you you are or where you should be so a quick aside on that i just wrote a whole post, but I guess mm-hmm. it, it probably a blog post that I probably should push now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that I would challenge the idea that comparison is the thief of joy mm-hmm. um, and say that fear is the thief of joy. Because mm-hmm. I think that comparison void of fear um, is a good thing. Like when you think about healthy competition well, that's true. or when you compare to others, it kind of helps with your sense of like gratitude and humanity. Mm-hmm. You can kind of see people who maybe aren't as far along. It, it helps you want to yeah, pay it forward, comparison. helps you want to, right? So I think sometimes comparison gets a bad rap. And I think what makes, That's a good point. not just makes comparison so ugly, but what makes the bottom line that makes most of these mm-hmm. characteristics so ugly is fear. It's fear. Because it's not that, it's not bad that I'm comparing you know, right. with what she's doing, it's, it's the, the fear, fear that of I'm like, not gonna, I'm, in, I'm not running the right race or right. I'm not good enough or, or I need this validation or I'm not going to get there. Right. That's mm-hmm. the ugly piece of it. So I spent some time kind of journaling about that. So maybe I'll push that out to the world since you brought it up. I love it. That's yeah. what I'm here for. 
plugs. <laughs> Appreciate you. <laughs> so um, now let's talk about self-healing, mm. right? So we talked about self-love, self-worth, self-confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, what role do we have in healing ourselves and what does a self-healing practice look like for you i mean we have to the role we have is that we have to initiate it like Mm -hmm. we might not be able to get through all of the steps alone not we might not we will not be Mm -hmm. able to do that alone like we need to be partnered with other people whether they're professionals whether it's a sounding board whether it's a spiritual relationship like Mm -hmm. there needs to be something beyond um, ourselves because then it just becomes like an echo chamber right um, and then it's hard to break out of that but we have to take the first step to initiate it like you can you know bring somebody to a situation to say I want this for you I want to mm-hmm. see you heal I want to see you do better I want to see you get past your trauma but until that individual until is ready, I'm ready. to do it mm-hmm. there's really not a lot that can that that can take place so I think the main role that we have is initiating being open to ask for help mm-hmm. um, and just open to receive. So, you know, and it starts with awareness and acknowledgement. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a, I mean, there's books upon books written mm-hmm. about just like ego um, and what that looks like in this like very metaphysical way, but just in a very practical way mm-hmm. too, just kind of like letting down your, your, your walls a little bit, stepping outside of your ego um, mm-hmm. for the betterment of of your life. Like life is not that long. I mean, we're learning this, the older we get, the, the more that we see how short it is. Mm -hmm. You know, I had a friend who had a a cerebral hemorrhage the other day Mm. out the, out of the clear blue sky, Mm. you know, same age as I am. And Mm -hmm. it's just a reminder. This is someone who's perfectly healthy. Like Mm -hmm. life is not that long. So the quicker we can start healing and loving and doing all these positive things and getting Mm -hmm. in community and just getting over our trauma and our mess and stepping into the light, the better. Cause who knows how, how much long, how light, long we yeah. have to be, to be in the light. That is one thing that I definitely learned from um, 2019 is that the days are not promised. And of course, you know, we hear it all the time, but when you start seeing people that you love or um, loved ones of people that you love start passing away, mm-hmm. um, it just really brings it home. Yeah. And so, um, like Maddie said, life is way too short to be stuck in a rut and a mess when you have the ability to heal from those things. And And I've stayed in places way too long. (laughs) If you know, like you said, the awareness, if you know you're in a mess, Mm -hmm. you trying to cover it up, Mm -hmm. uh, sprinkle some potpourri on it or whatever, like that's not doing you any good. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, me speaking to myself and, you know, Mm -hmm. everyone listening, like we got to get in there, dig in and do the hard work. The quicker we can do it, the quicker we can get into onto the other side of things. Right. Um, so what do those practices look like? I think a big piece of it is, um, is being able to share, mm-hmm. being able to be heard, um, just being validated and acknowledged. Sometimes we hold these things, especially our trauma, mm-hmm. um, and we give them so much power because we've held on to them for in so such long. a deep place right. for so long that sometimes it's freeing to just say it. To just that's share true. it, right? I feel like that's a major first step mm-hmm. um, in that practice toward healing. Making sure that there is a trusted relationship there, right. whether that's a professional um, or otherwise. But I think there is so much freedom in just blurting it out and getting it out there. Mm-hmm. Like rip the Band-Aid off. Yeah, because um, 
I think shame is is real. And mm-hmm. so the longer that you sit in it, um, the longer you'll, you know, you won't be able to take those steps in a positive direction. And that's that family stuff again. Like yeah. Family secrets and all this stuff that people got to hold in. And, mm-hmm. you know, all of these that we're taught to kind of like, we don't push talk about down, that or hush, right. hush or whatever. It's kind of like doing people more damage Mm -hmm. than good and i think we're part of this generation where a lot of that is coming to light like you know we ain't we not doing that no more right and there's nothing new (laughs) under the sun and so no matter how um bad or difficult the thing that you dealt with is there is nine times out of ten someone else who has been in a you know the same or very similar situation um so there is nothing that you have you know to be shameful there's nothing to be shameful about because it's it's happened to someone else and also i think a lot of times we want to protect other people Mm. like we don't want to say like oh my you know family member was uh um verbally abusive Mm -hmm. because we the verbally abusive you know we don't black people we don't like that abuse word Mm -hmm. that sounds like it got to be something all the way bad but verbal Ooh. let's be honest let's let's be honest verbal abuse in the black community that's like standard it's so. that's what i'm saying but so 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 because of our standard we feel like verbal abuse y'all just being y'all new age and y'all just being so dramatic about it right. or whatever but some of these things that we take as standard that's are true. not okay it, no it's some, not okay some it's of this not. stuff like i see people talking to young children yeah, horrible yeah, yeah and they you know n-word this mm-hmm. and you get your ass over there. and i'm just like what is happening yeah this you talking to a baby so that kind of stuff that we take like you said as standard practice mm-hmm. like at now some if you point, say physical and like sexual abuse black people will stand going, firm on well that. well not physical all the time either well that's true too. i got whooped i turned out just fine how many people have you heard say that a lot a lot so <laughs> it's like because you so where is the line <laughs> you know where is the line so i mean i don't want us to get to the point where it's like oh my gosh absolutely nothing is okay mm-hmm. and you know nothing. but i think there has to be a line where if people yeah. have these valid feelings yes, and it's yes, impacting yes. them then we need to listen up and hear one another it, yeah. yeah so any other thoughts on self-healing um, no, I, I think acknowledging it and, yeah, and saying sharing. it and speaking it is really important. And I think from that point, you can, you, you know, do whatever you need to do, whether that's go talk to a therapist, mm-hmm. journal your way through it, mm-hmm. um, you know, and we're talk here talking about gathering with your girls and, and talking about some of the things that are really important to you. But we also are very strong advocates for seeing a professional mm-hmm. because there are some things that um, most things, honestly, that we're not mm-hmm. equipped mm-hmm. all the way equipped to handle. Yeah. And so we may love you and want to see you on the other side of it, but we could be giving you advice that's kind of also stifling you mm-hmm. so um i don't want these gatherings around the table to be a substitute right. for professional help i agree a lot of times they're a first step a lot yes. of times when you open up to a friend they'll give you that encouragement exactly. to say you know here's i was able to talk to someone and here's you know what mm-hmm. worked for me or here are some you know resources resources or, right or i encourage you to do this it's not that bad mm-hmm. when you hear that someone else has taken has, that step yes. then you're like oh, okay maybe that's something i can consider but if you're just holding on to it yourself again have you seen well i'm not gonna have you been watching this is us uh recently i didn't watch the very last episode okay but i have been watching put a pen in it yeah we'll cut a pen but i'm 
um, I, I have been watching and, and it's oh, with everything with Randall, mm-hmm, everything unraveling. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen that one. Yeah. Yet. So I think we, we can circle back on that at okay. some point. But yeah, we'll give people a chance to to see it. We'll give people we'll yeah. give it. We y'all got it two week when after two weeks is not a spoiler anymore. Right, so y'all right, need right. to go ahead and watch whatever you have recorded. <laughs> Um, all right, so in the first episode, we talked about how we would have some regular segments, um, and so today we're going to talk about what's cooking. What's cooking? What's cooking? Good so looking. This is where I go silent <laughs> or just ad lib every yeah, now and then. Yeah, ad lib because you said that you were thinking about doing a Galentine's, right? Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. So for my what's cooking, I wanted to talk about just some um, very simple things that we could do around Valentine's Day or Galentine's Day. Mm-hmm. That's you know your choice um, of how you celebrate it or not. Not choice. <laughs> We're not forced, choice. <laughs> just forced activity. You got to do what you got to do. <laughs> um, um, and there's other ways to show love to other people, yes. right? Like younger people in your lives, like if there are little things you want to do for your kids or mm-hmm. your parents or grandparents or elderly people who maybe, you know, are overlooked or feeling mm-hmm. somebody who might be alone during that particular time of year. So uh, I'll start with Galentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Um, Tennille had hosted a Galentine's day for us maybe like two years ago or something like that and we all brought something to the table um and so i brought fondue so my thought is around fondue fun um so you can and i can share this definitely on the website and on social as well but you can um melt some chocolate Mm -hmm. with a little bit of cream or coconut oil so it doesn't just turn into a block of chocolate right yeah um and then you can just get these little sticks you can get them anywhere bamboo skewers grocery store right. dollar store whatever um you could do fruit you can buy a pre-made pound cake and cut it up marshmallows, you can get some marshmallows brownies mm. um or if there are other things that you're into like maybe pretzel rods or salty snacks salty mm-hmm. and sweet goes together mm-hmm. um cookies just kind of get to dipping it really makes for a, a good activity for galentine's day right. because you're like around um a table around like a common shared, shared item, item yeah. right mm-hmm. um if you're not into the sweets then you could also think about doing cheese mm. um that's me i'm more savory so you could dip anything into cheese and it tastes good so <laughs> bread garlic bread vegetables shrimp something inappropriate what nothing your man right because Fingers? we were on <laughs> Like the we were on chocolate, oh. and so I was like, "You could. I think chocolate is better than the cheese. Never mind. Never but mind. Yes, you you can dip your it. man in cheese, but you can dip him in chocolate. <laughs> you can dip him in cheese if that's how you feel. That's not. I mean, no. <laughs> do what you do. We don't discriminate. But ooh, okay. Um, for Valentine's Day, I always focus on a meaningful meal. Mm. Um, so my thought would just be around whoever that, you know, particular person is, Mm -hmm. that special person, think about what their favorite foods are. Um, if you can prepare their favorite food, I think that's just another act of love. But if you will mess it up, then it's not an act of love. It's it's an act of putting this person through something. So if you can't make it, figure out where you get it from. Because I think... It's really, yes, it's the thought that counts, but you really want the person to be able enjoy to enjoy it. the yes. meal. So if it's something above your um, sort of skill level when it comes <laughs> to being in the kitchen, don't be afraid to outsource this. Um, so those are my thoughts for Valentine's and Galentine's. I love it. So um, are you going to get your um, daughter something for Valentine's Day? No, my daughter is going to be, uh, she's 10 and a half months mm-hmm. and... 
she don't know what's going on. This is true. So she gonna get some regular finger foods and some hugs and kisses. And a Valentine's Day outfit. And a little, she, yeah, she, well. So when you have a little kid, people gift you stuff all the time. So mm. someone's already bought her a Valentine's Day yeah, outfit. She's so, so like yeah, so we, she ready to go. We have a little match a headband. But if you have older kids, something mm. simple like, um, like a heart-shaped cookie cutter, you can make the same sandwich you might typically right. make them or pancake or whatever and put it in a heart. A love um, note. Just a little love note. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or like maybe some little Hershey kisses or hugs or something in their lunch. Um, My mom used to, she hasn't mm-hmm. done it in a while, but would get me like a half dozen chocolate covered strawberries. Mm-hmm. So just, it could be anything just to show. Just to show. A symbol of love. My dad, um, who's a character, he gets my sister and I Valentine's gifts every year. And mm. then when I got engaged, he, like, we got engaged, like, February 2nd, mm-hmm. and he was like, this is great. One less Valentine I can <laughs> buy this year. I can hand you off to somebody else. Yes. And he hasn't got me nothing since, but I know he still loves he me. He does still yeah. love you. All right. And now we're on to our favorite segment. Question of the, the episode. episode. All right, Tanil, you got to ask me the question first last time, so now I'm going to ask you the question mm-hmm. first. I hope you're ready. I'm ready, girl. Okay. What is one extraordinary act of self-love that you will show yourself this month? Now, I said this month, but let's just say in the near future, like if it spills over into March or the spring or whatever, that's okay. But The word that gets me in this extraordinary, is... Extraordinary? Yeah. That's why I put it in there because I don't want you to say I'm going to blow a kiss to myself in the mirror or whatever. I'm going to say a mantra in the morning, mm-hmm. like something that is above and beyond mm-hmm. to show yourself um, spe- special, you know, something special out of the ordinary, meaningful. Right. Yeah. So I am going to be my own bae mm-hmm. this month because I'm going to do it in February. Um, I'm going to send myself flowers. So nice. that is something that I have not done before. Um, there is a company that I've been wanting to try out. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to, um, and I love flowers. They just brighten up my space and bring me joy. So I'm going to send myself a little love note with some little love blooms. And um, yeah, so that's my act of self-love. I love it. What about you? Um, I feel like I show myself a lot of self-love. Like I was, I'm going to get a facial this month, but that's something that I would probably, you know, it's not, I don't know if it's extraordinary. It's not something I do all the time, but it's something I would do a couple of times a year to get a massage. Right. Yeah. 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 So, um, I am actually planning a trip. I'll be planning it this month, but I'm not going to go until my birthday month. Um, to an island, I don't know where, but I haven't been anywhere warm in a mm. while because I was trying to have a baby, and then they were talking about what's the name of the Zika. Zika, and then you know Zika still exists, but not as much. Yeah, well, I'm not, I'm not trying right now. And then, I, I, and then I was pregnant, like, no. and then I had the baby, and then I ain't been nowhere, and then. I was like in this whole period basically for the first year of her life where I just didn't want to go away from her and breastfeeding. Mm -hmm. Like I just felt so tied to home and family, which is wonderful, but also mama needs a break. So I'm going to go on a break. I'm going to take a trip and I'm not going to feel bad about it. I'm going to have a fun time. Going to drink some margaritas. Mama's gone wild. I'm not going to go wild, but... I am going to tell the people show myself an extraordinary act of love. I love that. Me and some girlfriends. So hold me to it. So head on over to the socials and let us know what you're going to do for your extraordinary act of self-love. Yes. And also while you're on the socials, let me know if you know what I'm talking about when I say I hate it here because it's ghetto. Ooh, child, the ghetto. People say it all the time. And on that note, love you. (laughs) 
We will holler at you next time. Bye, friends. Thanks for listening to the Love Madden Podcast. Wait, are you subscribed yet? If not, what are you waiting for? Want to show more love? Rate and review. Then let's keep talking over at lovemadden.com and at lovemadden on social. Love, M-A-A-D-E-N.